podcast for those who suffer, which is everyone. It's a space where we can speak honestly about what it feels like to be in desolate places without losing hope. Welcome to In the Thicket. Welcome to this last week of our Advent series. We're so happy that you joined us. This week, we are talking about a saint who is chosen by our secret prayer partner, and his name is Charles de Foucault. No, Charles de de Foucault. (laughs) And we have fun pronouncing that at multiple points during the episode. And we talk about how sometimes we don't actually see the fruit of what the Lord is doing in our lives because our vision is so much smaller than his. We hope that you find some good things to take back to prayer. And we are praying for you the rest of this time before Christmas. And we wish you a very Merry Christmas. And we'll see you in the new year. God bless. Hi, everybody. (laughs) I'm Rachel. (laughs) I'm Erin. I'm Nicole. Oh, we just Um, had this planned out. (laughs) Yeah. No, I just did this. Imagine if we just started the episode just fake laughing like that was our like okay guys ready on through. No, I I made them laugh and then I hit record immediately because yeah. I'm a kind and nice person That's with right. good See, tech and skills. it threw me off. I was supposed to go third in the naming process mm. and it just oh man. And then I overstepped my bounds. Yeah. Would you like to try it again? That's what I say to my students. Would you like to give it a second oh, try? That's nice. Hi, everybody. That's a nice teacher yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. That's a nice teacher thing. Oh, you yeah. know what? That's a lovely teacher thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Second tries are always, except for when they're not, they're always better than first tries. But you know what? Sometimes they're not. You know what? Sometimes you're like, yeah. you do something well, carefully. If the like, second, yeah. like, it's good. If the second better. try is not better, then you know, okay, it was preparation. If it yeah. is better, then you're like, oh, okay. See, you have, you you have the skills. You just were a bit nervous. Oh, hmm. man. Yeah. You're a good teacher, Nicole. Know yeah, the things. Sometimes. Know mm-hmm. all the things. Um, welcome everybody to In the Thicket, our yeah. final Advent exemplar episode, which is very exciting Yay. because yes. we are nearing upon Christmas. We are nigh on Christmas. Oh, we're gonna sound come on, Rachel. You missed your cue. I'm sorry. No, we cannot we cannot sing together over Zoom. It doesn't work. It's the most right. terrible thing ever. Right. So we yeah. just apologize to listeners. <sighs> who well, that's why I didn't join in. So, I just yeah. knew better. <laughs> that's right. You know, um, <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, we, what? I'm not going to lie. I was just going to say like, we just mm-hmm. recorded another episode mm-hmm. just like maybe seven minutes ago. So I wasn't gonna be like, how are you guys? Like, I know yeah, cause you know what? the same. Yeah. We just K- here's it. what I want to know. What is, mm. tell me one fun thing that your family does for Christmas. Ooh. <laughs> one fun thing. I mean, there's lots. We do. Yes. Okay, well, this, one. Is, this is not necessarily a, a Christmas related thing, but it often happens around Christmas time. So uh, I grew up in Winnipeg, which mm-hmm. has a 99.9% of having chance of having a white Christmas. Yes. Um, so I basically, my first green, my first non-white Christmas ever was last year when I was in Virginia with Nathan's family. So wow. one of our traditions is that often I feel like there's usually like a blizzard sometime in around Christmas time or early January or something, and we'll go for a blizzard walk. And so Hmm. nighttime, it's blizzarding out. We put layer up and then we just go walk in the blizzard. And the area that my family um, lived since I was 10 until about 23 has like ditches, which would fill with snow. And so as kids, we would like jump in the ditches because they'd be full of snow. And then, you know, get stuck in the snow. It was great. Um, Listeners in California are like, what is wrong with you? It's the best. And then 
I think somebody was telling me, my dad, my parents were like, we saw an article that someone did a research study that going on walks in the snow is good for your overall mental health or something like that. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, because it's blinding because you're getting the sun and the reflection of the sun. So it's like a double shot. No, but this is at night. Okay. That's true. Okay, well, it's still totally doing it even at but night. But it's not, there's no sun in the blizzard, though. I know, it's cloudy. That's true, that's true. I mean, did it say blizzard or the snow? I mean, those, those are not. I, the I don't think thing. it was specific to blizzard. Right. Yeah. Anyways, and then you come home and you have hot chocolate. It's mm-hmm. the best. Okay. That Sweet. is that's, awesome. That's a fun thing. That nice. sounds so fun. Yeah. yeah. I highly recommend. With, yeah. Well, I mean, you have to have snow. So, you know, mm-hmm. if yeah. you're in a snowy place then totally do it. And if you're not, mm-hmm. suck for you. That's just, <laughs> if you're not, then enjoy the beautiful weather. Actually, it's like 20 degrees Celsius in Nashville today. Oh my like gosh. I, I, at one point I didn't even need a coat. I was just walking outside and I'm like, oh, do you know what Fahrenheit is yet, Nicole, as Canadians in the U S this is you something know, I have just stubbornly refused. There's just to learn. so many more numbers. So no, I, I just, numbers. I'm not, I know what temperature I like inside, like for thermostat. Cause those right. are in Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. Anything else? I'm like, there's too many numbers. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. You know? You've resisted it. I have also, and, just... and not necessarily like, because I mean, like, I will never learn it, but I'm morally like, yeah. it's just not been a thing that I've like, you know, I focused. just have, like, yeah. I can keep it on Celsius, my phone. And I know what those numbers mean. Exactly. Same. But if there's an, if it's on my phone and it says 23 or 86, I'm like, I don't really know what that means. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Mm-hmm. um yeah. so yeah 20 yeah anyways uh moving yeah. on from Celsius. <laughs> yeah fun christmas fun christmas thing. Fun christmas okay fun okay christmas. all right um so my family uh we use it kind of we kind of switch it up every year but but at christmas on christmas eve we often go to christmas eve mass we used to go to midnight mass but a lot of times now we'll go to like a nine o'clock or like mm-hmm. some parish at like eight or nine and then we'll come home after mass and it's usually like 10 30 and then we'll open gifts after mass and we'll usually have like kind of hors d'oeuvres, just like our family, mm. <laughs> like other people, we just yeah. like shove all these like Costco hors d'oeuvres in the oven and stuff. Yeah. And then we have like hors d'oeuvres and like champagne and we have like a nightcap and it's just a really, that sounds you know, so nice. It's mm-hmm. really fun. Yeah. It's a really fun kind of, cause you, you sort of like you've begun the celebration with mass and then it's just sort of party all night, you know? Yeah. And yeah. And then there's no, there's no, usually if we have Christmas like a, a do the next day, it's a late lunch. Usually it's not right. like, you know, a morning mm-hmm. thing. So, right. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. so we were able to do it and Sweet. it's fun. That's mm-hmm. fun. Great. Yeah. What about you, Erin? Well, um, it used to be that on Christmas day, my whole extended family would come over and then we would have, uh, mostly we would, um, play poker for money and have, have like a family gift cup or something, right? Wait, so was... cousins cup is a different entity altogether. Oh, so that's sorry, like sorry, a sorry. whole other weekend in the fall of camp. <laughs> anyway, but um, yeah, so this uh, basically we just like to gamble and, and like um, <laughs> debauchery just, yeah, yeah. Just, just general debauchery you know? <laughs> um, and, uh, and troll each other, you know, just like to sit around and insult each other on a holy holidays. That's our <laughs> MO. Um, that's great. No, but most of my cousins are not practicing. So like, we'll do, it's kind of like more just like a family social kind of thing, whatever. That's great. Um, however, they like, COVID, so they're the ones who are in charge of the debauchery because yeah, they're not true. practicing so they can go all the way. 
That's right. That's right. It's terrible, yeah. you guys. Yeah. No, but yeah, we haven't right. done uh, we haven't done that since COVID, which is kind of actually mm. nice. Like I miss being having because seeing my family, like they're yeah, I love them so much. But it's actually also nice to have a Christmas that's just like a little bit actually chill and like calm and beautiful and you know yeah so yeah so um the the other christmas tradition is just like baking stuff so we always bake the same things every year puff shortbread snowballs um mm. a few other things and my mom makes egg rolls and her egg rolls mm. are mm. real good that's mm. awesome cool yeah like homemade so from scratch cool. oh yeah. yeah homemade from scratch uh, yeah how cool. did that happen yeah. like where do because i feel like that's not necessarily like associated with christmas for like I don't know Canada I'm not you know? sure I have no idea I should ask her actually how that started but well, I that's mean like, yeah when I had like a lot of Filipino friends growing up egg mm-hmm. rolls were like part of every celebration yeah so right this thing but yeah and but I feel then, like but then like Aaron your mom's Filipino. not you're not Filipino so yeah no that's true <laughs> I'm not I'm not indeed Filipino not that like, despite not having a strong egg love egg. of Filipino culture all things <laughs> Filipino and knowing um, like I can say okay lang. So if you are a Filipino listener, you will know what that means. It's basically <laughs> mm-hmm. like you can you can like respond that for anything like how are you doing today? Okay lang. Wait, right. Okay, mm-hmm. see you later. Okay lang. Everything right. is like you can that's you know? cool. I know my this is totally <laughs> now a side tangent, but my my babysitters growing up were Filipino, a couple of them. So they would teach us little phrases. Awesome. I think there's like I don't even remember what it means now, but I think it's magandang gabi is oh, like yeah. maybe good night, maybe. Okay. If you're listening and you Tell us speak what I mean. Tagalog, yeah. then you can let us know if, Tell us yeah, what, I'm, what the heck I'm saying. Yep. I Mar- have some... Masarap means delicious. That's what I know. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. That's a necessary yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have some former students who, hi guys, who listen. I love them very much. <laughs> and some of them are Filipino and they, if they're listening, yeah. I'll know now if they're listening because yeah, they're going to be mocking us. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and they'll tell me Fair. or it'll be crickets because they stopped listening a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Which is maybe worse. <laughs> We're just gonna yeah. have to pretend next episode that we that they all messaged us. And- yeah. Well, this is the last episode of this year, so it's gonna be last well episode of twenty twenty two. Actually, I was just thinking it's a really good segue because mm-hmm. speaking of words that we can't pronounce very well, yes. <laughs> we should be able to pronounce this that. We one, should though. be able to. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like Nicole. In day. fact, oh Nicole's my gosh. Na- last name is Richard. It's not mm-hmm. Richard, even though people yeah. say Richard. Mm-hmm. It's Richard because her family is French Canadian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Acadian, I, in fact. Uh, right. Ex- mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. You know, she'll know. We yeah. know a little bit of French. It's, uh, you know, anyways. So go yeah. for it. What is who? What? What who, exemplar? Nicole, right? Who Nicole's... is our exemplar? Oh, you want me to do it? I think so. Oh boy. Okay. Well, I'm going to try. Okay. I apologize everyone who's actually French speaking, but I'm going to try. So our exemplar today is Charles de Foucault. Hey, how how did I do? Does that sound? That was pretty good. Does at least sound to Anglophones like it sounds? It does. Yes. Okay. That's that's pretty much all I can. It's better than Saint Therese de Lisieux. So okay. That's, yeah, that's true. That's uh, true. That's I'm I cannot sorry, American I just listeners. Can't. I can't do it. It's les yeux. Les les yeux. Les les yeux. <laughs> now we're just not... lecturing people. On... Okay, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I know. I know. But it's true. It's that true. is that is a difficult one to hear. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, okay. Is, yeah. Okay. So Charles Charles de, de Foucault. Okay. Go for <laughs> it. Give us a little rundown, Rach. All right. So this this Advent exemplar is 
the one at the pick of our secret prayer warrior mm-hmm. and, uh, and she's awesome. And so she sent us, um, a little kind of summary of his, of awesome stuff about him. So, and stuff that particularly our secret prayer warrior loves about him. So this is, this is the stuff, the beloved stuff. So he was kind of, he had extremes. Um, I feel like we need like a musical accompaniment in the background for the story, you know, (laughs) 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 he was a rich chubby playboy. That's literally what she said. Yep. Anyway, but when he converted, he became a Trappist monk and he, which is one of the most austere, austere, sorry, Mm -hmm. austere orders. So there was like that extreme, you know, and other, he was just that kind of personality. Um, and apparently had difficulty knowing his vocation relatable. Uh, he (laughs) didn't fit in with different religious orders that he tried and he felt called to find, to found a new congregation, but he never got any followers, but it ended up being formed after he died, Mm -hmm. um, which is awesome. And well, I don't know if it's awesome, but it, it was God's will. So that's what happened. And I guess that's <laughs> so therefore awesome. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, Moving on. I'm very good at telling this story. Um, <laughs> you guys, it's happening. It's, I know. happening. it's giddy hour. It's the oh, end no. of semester, oh, end yeah. of day giggles. Yeah. Oh, man. He's so awesome too. I'm trying to do him justice, this justice and I'm just failing. Okay. Anyways, no, Keep going. I'm not. You got it. You got this. Yeah, that's right. So uh, apparently he kept adoration. So he was like really um, focused on the Eucharist and really mm. the Eucharist is such a deep foundational part of his spiritual life. And so he kept adoration available in his hermitage of hospitality. And so he shared, so he shared that with people. And he also shared the suffering and the poverty of the people that he lived with uh, th- that were around him. So they were he was living amongst poor people and he sort of, you know, I guess, cause he was, he was a hermit. He, um, partook of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and he has this beautiful prayer. So this is all kind of just bits, random bits, not a, not a full kind of uh, thing of his life, but you can easily look him up. We will leave his spelling in our comments so you can look him up, but, yeah. um, he had this beautiful prayer of abandonment that I'm going to read out at the end of all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's, it's wonderful for any time of the year, but I feel like for Advent, it's just perfect. Um, and then apparently in an encyclical in 2020, Pope Francis wrote a little bit about him and he said the following, he said, blessed Charles directed his ideal of total surrender toward God, t- surrender to God towards an identification with the poor abandoned in the depths of the African desert. He expressed his desire to feel himself a brother to every human being and asked a friend to pray to God that and this is him saying, I truly be the brother of all. Mm. He wanted to be in the end, the universal brother. Yet Mm. only by identifying with the least did he come at last to be the brother of all. That beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So that was kind of his spirituality. And this is, I'm going to pray the, well, yeah, maybe we'll just pray the prayer of abandonment and then we can can talk about it. Mm. Yeah. I like that. Let's do it now. Okay. Okay. So father and son, Amen. amen. Father, I abandon myself into your hands. Do with me what you will. Whatever you may do, I thank you. I am ready for all. I accept all. Let only your will be done in me and in all your creatures. I wish no more than this, O Lord. Into your hands I commend my soul. I offer it to you with all the love of my heart. For I love you, Lord, and so need to give myself to surrender myself into your hands without reserve, 
and with boundless confidence, for you are my Father. Amen. 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 Um. Yeah. I love that. I kind of like when we were when we were praying that I was like, um, it made me think kind of paradoxically about this uh, interview that I watched yesterday, I think, mm-hmm. with um, on Pints with Aquinas with Cameron, Cameron Frad, so Matt's wife, Cam. Mm-hmm. She So her and Matt were actually supervisors on my net year, which right. is really funny. Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, she came on to talk about, she's had this experience over the last little while with, um, she was diagnosed with Ehlers, um, de- uh, a- Ehlers, oh my gosh what is it Ehlers dandruff syndrome it's not dandruff syndrome why I'm not really (laughs) sure why that Ehlers Danlos syndrome yes thank you that is the word um but it's like where you have hypermobility in your in your joints and they pop out and there's pain and it's very it's very painful and it's very comes with a lot of different things like debilitating fatigue and things like that so Mm. like a little bit similar to fibro in some ways so for Mm me when she was sharing I was like oh my gosh it's like a bomb to my soul um but one of the things that he like he prayed in the um in the prayer is like for the lord's will to to be done in him and just mm-hmm. only the lord's will you know mm-hmm. and i feel like sometimes we this is why it like hits for advent i feel mm-hmm. like sometimes we think that that means doing things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what i mean like yeah, we totally think the mm-hmm. frame of like okay what is your will lord okay i'm supposed to do this job i'm supposed yeah. to like do this thing and it is to a certain extent like those things mm-hmm. but um but sometimes it's like we have these I don't know aspirations or like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like we have we we just frame that in like big things but then when I was yeah, listening to yeah. Cam and I was listening to her talk about like sometimes she just sits in her reclining chair with her feet up and that's what she can do like she is a, a mom who still has like little kids and she is just present with them like mm-hmm. she can't do anything yeah but mm-hmm. that is actually the lord's will for her yeah mm-hmm. in that Gosh. time you know what i mean and i found yeah. that like so much of like being okay with the lord's will for me actually being really little yeah, yeah. but like but i don't know what it like like yeah. i have no idea what the big so plan beautiful. is like the yeah. things that i'm offering up mm-hmm. or whatever like i have no idea what that's really doing mm-hmm. at all but yeah. like but it's like but it's little it's like his will well, yeah and I think that's what struck me when you were reading Rachel his story yeah. so saying like he felt called to found this religious order so he did yeah and guess who joined it no one no and it was just yeah. him and then he died like yeah. you know how much and but then that juxtaposed with this prayer of like I anything do with me yeah. what you will yeah that uh, um and how failure like things that we think of as failure or as um, not being enough or as being insufficient or as mistakes or as things like that. And sometimes sure, those things are genuinely mistakes and failures, but mm-hmm. also perhaps mm-hmm. God is will is in those things too. And that, you know, there, mm-hmm. something is going to happen later on that we don't yeah. know, or I don't know. I think of always, this is maybe different, but yeah. uh, Bach, famous Johann Sebastian Bach. I thought you were just swearing this- for a minute. I was like, Bach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like that's that actually no, how you I don't pronounce think. it. I'm just not cultured no, enough. That's yeah, no. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go yeah, ahead. and so, uh, but his music wasn't really famous mm. in his lifetime. He was just right. like wrote music for his job. He had 21 kids to feed, and so he wrote his he music. Had and then 21 kids. Oh yeah, he had 21 kids. Oh 
my gosh. Fact, I did not know fact. that. Yeah. That is, that is a crazy fact. So he had to write a lot of music to feed all the kids. That's right. Um, and then he died and his music was only kind of discovered and popularized, you know, years after his death, but for many years, he just did his mm. job every day. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I just like yeah. thinking about that with Charles Dufoucault or however you say his name properly, mm-hmm. actually, mm. like how, like, how would you know that you're doing, I want like, how did he know that he was doing God's will when yeah. it, it appeared that nothing worked? Like, you know? Um, how do we know? That's a question sometimes I have. How do we know? How do I know that I'm doing God's will? Or like we talked about Mother Teresa in our first episode uh, and she she was doing all, you know, being Mother Teresa and yet internally not having any sense of consolation. How did she yeah. know she was doing God's will, right? I don't know. This is a, this is not a helpful uh, podcast. <laughs> no, no. Here's wisdom for you listeners. This is like a live question in my heart, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I love, that's why I love this prayer because in a way it's sort of like takes away the anxiety of like, how do I know? How do I know? And it's just like, Lord, like I, don't I leave to it do to what you, want. you yeah. to yeah. like form my life. Like I'm trying to follow you imperfectly as I am. Mm-hmm. And I leave it to you to, to shape my, my imperfect action and imperfect movement and imperfect self into what you will. And I just trust that you are doing that. You know, I trust mm-hmm. that you are doing that. And I think it's so cool because it, it sort of, I think, you know, we all suffer with anxiety. We all kind of struggle, not just the anxiety of like, what is God's will, but like the anxiety of everything, like all the different bits mm-hmm. and bobs of my life, just kind of yeah. precariously yeah. floating around or like, I'm sort of holding on to everything by a very thin thread, you know, and it's like mm-hmm. up and break or whatever, any moment. And it's just like, no, like, no, this, I just, I love, like he says, I am ready for all. I accept all, you mm. know, there's kind of this radical kind of, I really trust you. And he ends with like, this is, this is the key. I think of the whole thing, you know, he's like mm. with boundless confidence for you are my father. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just this Mm -hmm. deep rootedness in the fatherhood of God, like God's love for him. Yeah. That is the only way you can abandon, Mm -hmm. be abandoned, right? Right. Because you just trust and know the love of the father. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's childlike. That is so childlike because kids, they're not, you know, until they reach a certain age and it's why, why, why? Mm. But, um, until they get there, they just, they're not, actively analyzing why or how or what's going on they're just there you know and Mm -hmm. in a family with loving parents then then the kids are just like existing and they're not trying to figure out why do we do this or why maybe they don't like it sometimes they don't want to take a bath or they don't want to brush their teeth or they don't want to whatever go to the doctor or something but Mm. they just they they do it yeah so how beautiful is that because there's some trust in their parents you know Mm -hmm. and it is really little it is dependent. Yeah, it It totally is. Exactly. I'm just, what you're saying is just conjuring up this image in the, in the last, last week's episode, we talked about you, you're swimming, Erin, and I have it then too, but this is an even better kind of correlation because my little nephew, he's seven months. He just turned seven months. Mm. He's not little though. He's a giant, ginormous baby. (laughs) He really truly is like a Viking child. Um, but he's so freaking cute. I mean, obviously he's my nephew, you know, I'm biased, but yeah, no, I think he's objectively just, uh, you know, a little, 
a little cutie, but anyways, so he, he does, they, they take him like swimming. Cause you can do this thing with like, oh, yeah. infants where they go swimming. Right. Mm-hmm. And I have these like cute photos of him just like in the pool, you know, just like a floating device, just yeah. kind of, like sitting on, on the, the surface of the water with his like arms out and his legs out. And my brother mm-hmm. has his hands sort of like under him, like, yeah, right. And he doesn't know, like he doesn't know in a certain sense, like it could be very dangerous, right? Like you're in this right. water, mm-hmm. you're a baby, but he has no idea. He literally has no idea. He's just like mm-hmm. kind of randomly erratically splashing around and like, <laughs> yeah. you know, he doesn't yeah. know he's a baby and it's so beautiful because he's just so at peace. Yeah. And he, I mean, he obviously mm-hmm. likes the water. Maybe there's some babies who really don't like it, but like he likes it but he is not really worried about the danger and what's he supposed to mm-hmm. do or not supposed to do. He's just kind of there in my brother's hands. My brother's hands literally holding him and he's just mm-hmm. being, yeah. you know, yeah. and it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I love that. It just yeah. reminds me of that. It is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like even just like thinking about um, like, yeah, littleness and vulnerability and, and, um, and dependence like this is i mean jesus in the manger you know like he god comes and god has no control at the same time do you know what i mean like yeah god the father is carrying is caring for all things like he's providing for jesus mm-hmm. through um our lady and through saint saint joseph and their beautiful care of the lord but at the same time god this helpless um this helpless little baby so it's like yeah. these two these two like god and the holy trinity like these two things are coming mm-hmm. together like yeah. this dependency but mm-hmm. then also this care to to show us like like i um i forget who it was that talked about jesus coming in being born in a stable to show us mm-hmm. that he's not afraid of coming to our messy hearts like mm-hmm. to our filthy mm-hmm. hearts mm-hmm. or like being vulnerable and dependent like like that to show us what it means to be vulnerable and dependent. And mm-hmm. I mean, all the saints, and I'm sure Shal mm-hmm. was the same, um, just have such a love for our lady, right? Because yeah. like, and for St. Joseph too, you know, because it's just that, like that, the care of like Jesus, earthly parents mm-hmm. that, um, that was really an expression of the abandonment of God himself to, to the divine will. Like, I don't know if I'm explaining mm-hmm. that well, but like, it's like, um, it's like the abandonment of, of Jesus, of mm-hmm. God, like giving Jesus to the care of our lady and, and St. Joseph, you know, and it's not like they were like automatons, like who were respond, like they had to respond to God's will in the yeah. same way that other humans did. And of course, Mary was similar. Yeah. So she was able to more freely exist in that relationship with God, but mm-hmm. There's just like a whole lot of factors that sometimes I feel like we don't factor into the equation because we're just like, oh, nice. It's a holy baby and whatever. And, you know, Jesus just grew up and there were no issues. And then he was crucified. And now we're going to heaven. Like, oh, okay. Right. <laughs> there's like, there's like way more to the story than that. I don't know if that makes sense at all. No, it does. Like there's a way in which Mary, like Jesus sort of models dependence in a way for us yeah. as, as baby Jesus, but then also Mary, because and Joseph, because everything that's happening in that whole sequence yeah. of events is like just entrusting themselves to mm-hmm. the father all the mm-hmm. time over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting because apparently I've just like have an article, the Wikipedia article of his life. So mm-hmm. up here just to kind of 
as a quick reference. And it says apparently he was orphaned. Like he grew up with his grandparents mm. and they were very wealthy, but hmm. he was orphaned. And so there's a way in which like, and also he, you know, he had, um, he made the switch to become a Trappist, but after some time in his young adulthood of, of being away from the faith, like he was apparently agnostic mm. for a while. And so there's a, a sense in which like he really had an experience of abandonment in a different way, you know, like he, hmm. He was orphaned and he, yeah. he yeah. himself walked away from the faith because maybe, I don't know, like it wasn't, there wasn't convict, he wasn't convicted of the truth or, or I don't know, he felt abandoned. You know, I, I haven't read deeply into his life, but it's just like, it's interesting that he had these other experiences of, mm-hmm. of abandonment mm-hmm. and this, this prayer of abandonment is such a different kind of abandonment. You know, it's abandon- yeah. abandonment into security. It's abandonment hmm. yeah. into, into something mm-hmm. more real Aband- yeah. like abandoning the less real in a way for something yeah and trusting it's that that inter- eternal perspective of like there's there is no security in this life yeah. for anything but our only security is the our our eternity as beloved sons and daughters of god mm-hmm. um right and therefore and- the now as beloved and, sons and, and therefore the now as beloved sons and daughters of God. And so, so almost like a, like not even expecting, you know, not to, to not um, expect things. I'm not even sure about what I'm quite trying to say, try to say. <laughs> you guys, you know, <laughs> but yeah, just, just that we, you know, the security being in God rather than being seeking that security to other things. And yeah. that if, if, as we're learning to, to have our security in God, then, yeah. Um, it gives, I think it, it gives some freedom that I can abandon. Okay. Well, Lord, then I, then I accept all things because I trust you. You're the one who's in charge. Yeah. yeah. And then with that abandonment, he was able to do this incredibly like physically demanding task of becoming a hermit, you know, from mm. someone who was like wealthy and whatever, how all these comforts in life. And then like, right. Mm-hmm. to like, because I think even I do this, like I, you think of her kind of what you were saying, Aaron, about the Holy family, you think of like hermitages as like, kind of like romanticized, yeah, yeah. Thing, mm-hmm. you know, but they're so like intense and tough yeah. and awful. Yeah. And like <laughs> in a certain sense, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm yeah, sure, yeah. Like all the physical like comforts of life. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then there's, there are obviously people who are called to that. And Charles was called to that. He, he, there was an ability, right. There was a capacity that was given him far beyond what what we think is we're capable of. And he obviously, yeah. because, I mean, this is what our secret pair were saying. Like he had this personality of like diving wholeheartedly mm-hmm. into things so that when he yeah. went into this, he was like, I'm, we're going all the way. He was you all know? in. Yeah. All yeah. in. Well, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, faith so sees the possibility, like faith sees the possibility of things, right. In, in a way that the world doesn't see the possibility of yeah. things. So it's like Jesus, mm-hmm. you, you look at Jesus and people who had been listening to the prophecies and who knew, you know, like, because it, it talked about, um, like an infant or, or like the wise men who are coming and who, but like, so there's like this seeing with the eyes of faith who, that they can see this child, um, as the gift of God for mankind, you know, but then other than that, like Jesus and Mary and Joseph are walking around. Like, it's not like every, everybody saw it and immediately, yeah. you know, was like, oh yes, Understood. you're the son of God. Like mm-hmm. it's yeah. not. Um, and I think it's like, sometimes it's, it's a lot like that with us that we, like, I don't see 
a lot of the time with eyes of faith. I see mm-hmm. a lot of the time with eyes of like the world. So then if I'm not looking with these eyes of faith, then it's hard to see the possibility that exists in my littleness or in my right. distractions or in my, you know, like whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. But there, but there is like, there always is because it's mm-hmm. like, if it's given to God, like there always is, if it's given yeah. to God, like there's mm-hmm. no, there's actually no limits placed on that when it's in God's mm-hmm. hands. You know? Yeah. To bring mm-hmm. things from it. Yeah. And I think so on this article too, and in our, in the, in the little thing from, from Pope Francis or is it from Pope Francis? Yeah. From yeah. Pope Francis that we read about him. Um, like he wanted to be the brother of all mm. was by identifying with the least. And then that just makes you think of Jesus, right? Like what a beautiful mm. way in which he was, yeah. in, he became formed into the, into the person of Christ and his own person, because that's what Jesus did. Like he identified with us right? Like mm-hmm. he identified with us broken sinners yeah. and, and, you know, and then we're invited into this identification in a certain sense in all of our lives through Advent, like to recognize, first of all, the gift of that, like that God, you know, the beautiful condescending sort of like humility and love of God mm-hmm. and like, yeah. Okay. I mean, not that I'm condescending in a very specific way, not like condescending and like, God is so condescending. Um, you know, cause I was going to say like, we're called to that too. We're not called to be like condescending in the way that yeah, other sense, but like, yeah, we're called to sort of, um, and, and sometimes that means within ourselves, like identify with the least mm-hmm. thing in us and be like, this is me and come to the Lord yeah. with that. You know, this yeah. is me broken yeah. and helpless and yeah. Um, and knowing that the Lord wants to save those things in us like the yeah Mm -hmm. I was reading the I I was thinking of you guys today this is maybe a little bit of a a tangent but it's sort of related um I was thinking about well so reading this the parable of the 99 sheep and the one that goes missing right Mm -hmm. um and then thinking about internal family systems therapy Mm -hmm. which is yeah so good (laughs) I we're just it. looking at the different ways that sort of different parts of ourselves interact and how sometimes we think we can be at war with ourselves and like, but how does that actually work? Kind of breaking it down and as a therapeutic model and thinking about that as, you know, the 99 sheep that can be inside of us, there can be parts of us that are lost and wandering mm-hmm. and that the Lord wants to make us whole. And he will go and seek even the tiniest little parts of us to bring us, oh. bring us back together. Right. Yeah. My soul um, is exploding with goodness right now. <laughs> I love your words. (laughs) So, yeah. So just that it's okay to be little. It's okay to have parts of us that are, are scattered or that are lost because the Lord wants to bring all of those things back and he will. And that brings me so much joy. Mm -hmm. And then also maybe we'll like, we'll move into God wings after this, but I think also the importance of, you know, and you've said this before, Nicole, in other episodes of sometimes when we're going through hard times it's good to look around and try to serve and try to love and try to go Mm. out of yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and that, and that St. Charles also a model for that, like not, you know, cause his, his wanting to be a brother for all, it's it's just Mm -hmm. this like beautiful impetus of just wanting to see, see others and and love others and, and be Jesus for others. But like, you know, in a humble way, in a very beautiful, humble, abandoned way. So I think, yeah, yeah, there's, and you gave yeah. a, you know, your God wink. I think it was last week's episode was so beautiful about like, yeah, the way to do that is going to be specific to each one of us and who we are, mm-hmm. you know, and for you, it's like with your students or, you know, but it's mm-hmm. good to mm-hmm. sort of be aware and awake and alive to those opportunities as God brings them into our day um, yeah. and just sort of submit to them and accept, right. Be ready for all and accept all like St. Charles says. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. It's a good Advent practice also. It's a good Advent yeah. disposition posture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Totally. All right. All right. Sweet. Yeah. Take it away. God All right. Wink. I got the God wink. So this God wink is kind of funny. Um, cause I, so I, um, have been like, it's been interesting in prayer lately to have some like changes in consolations. So I've been finding like a difference in the consolation, um, that I've found with the Lord. Like it's, it's hard to explain in a longer story, but it can suffice it to say that the Lord has been like, um, letting me feel lately in a more affective way, love for him. Like mm-hmm. my heart just feeling love for him, mm-hmm. which is really beautiful. And I was like, Oh, that's, that's, this is nice. Great. Mm-hmm. This seems good. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm married to you. So it would be, yeah. <laughs> seems appropriate to me. Um, but, uh, but then um, it, there, I had like, kind of like a moment of that when I, I had, what did I do? Well, I had taken some pictures because I needed some different like headshots for like speaking there, whatever. Um, and so then I changed my profile picture on, uh, on mm. Facebook. And I like heard him say when I put it, he's like, that's a lovely picture. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cute. But at the time I was like, that's weird. I don't need to, that's like, it's a fine, it's fine. Anyways. So then, um, so then my dad came up yesterday and he had taken, he had printed off the picture on like a photo and he was like, here was and first of all, I was like, well, I don't really want a large picture of myself, although <laughs> yeah. that, but I understand that anyways, but I just felt the Lord being in that moment, like it's a nice picture. And I said, it's a nice picture. <laughs> so, just I accept love. the compliment. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so it was fun. So that it. was like another moment of consolation of like, okay, all right, that's good. That's so beautiful. Anyways, just oh, fun. Oh, I love that. Oh, being married to Jesus. What a thing. I know. I found silent because I wanted to go and look up the picture of Aaron on Facebook. Oh, <laughs> I haven't seen it yet too. I'm actually. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Oh yeah, nice that is a beautiful picture of you. <laughs> it's a nice. It's like this, nice. the sunshine, the sun rays yeah. are, are coming behind my yeah my head. You know. Yeah. When is this? Is this picture from recently? Yep. It's oh. from maybe a month ago or something like that. It's gorgeous. Yeah. So all of our I, listeners will be like, where do yeah. I, how do we find yeah, that's go, right. So Aaron Kinsella on Facebook, I'll change it. On, <laughs> I don't even really have Instagram personally anymore. I do have a personal Instagram account that I've taken off of my phone because I just post stuff for the podcast. And then otherwise I try not to scroll too much. So, so nice. you won't find it there, but you can see it on Facebook. Cool. There you yeah. Well, there you go, folks. If you want to see the beautiful Erin Kinsella, <laughs> you know how to get you know how to get access to that. You can stalk her, just like yeah, that's right. That's right. There yeah. you go. Um, yeah. uh, I guess I'm gonna say Merry Christmas because this is yeah. this is the last week of Advent. Um, yeah. so yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody, and thank we're you taking a break. so much. Yeah, we're taking yep. a break. We'll be back on the on the 16th of January. Yep, mm-hmm. 16th of January. Um, mm-hmm. We hope you all have a really lovely, restful, holy happy jolly mm-hmm. holly all of those no that was Christmas bad and I was going so well and then it, just... it was it was pretty good it was pretty good okay. jolly holly <laughs> green striped and just good. that also Beautiful. 
like remembering and we've done you know episodes like this in the past about mm. how Christmas the Christmas the holidays yes. are oh, complex yes. for so many of us it can be just, tough for some people yeah um really so tough. we're we're praying for you in that yeah, too and if you're if you're feeling lonely and if it's feeling complicated yeah. and yeah, yeah just know that our if prayers you've are lost you. someone if you're not yeah. your family yeah. if you're whatever the yeah. case is we will be praying for you in a special way over mm-hmm. this Christmas yes we will yeah. be yeah, we love you guys. Thank love you. Love you guys. God bless you. God, God bless. bless. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you for joining us for this episode of In the Thicket. If you like what you hear, give us a rating and hit that subscribe button. We have new episodes every Monday with more stories and honest conversations about life when the going gets rough and the hope and humor amidst it all. We'd love for you to join our community on Instagram and Facebook at In the Thicket Podcast. While you're there, let us know how we can pray for you. God bless and see you next week.